Welcome, everyone, to episode 255 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Rahal, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. And uh, we are here in the Pat Cave of Magenta Manor, brought to you by uh, Deadly Grounds Coffee as we are part of the Dorkening Network. And I am joined uh, you know, by my co-host on the show, my co-host in life. She is uh, the Baroness of Bordeaux, the Countess of Cabernet, the Mistress of Mer Merlot, the Real Housewife of Transylvania, the Michael Phelps of Wine, the Queen of the Monsters, and an honorary Lizzie, she is Ashes Von Nightmare. You screwed up several times. Do you want to just start over? No, because I screwed up a few times because I'm already getting emotional about this episode. So, um, this is not an episode that we wanted to do, um... But as a lot of folks who uh, follow us on on uh, Facebook and whatnot, and uh, some of the folks in the Twitterverse know, um, one of our very dear friends and longtime supporters, uh, Riku, uh, passed away last week at the age of 31. Uh, actually, a week ago uh, tonight. Uh, we found out about it on Friday, and we decided that uh, we were going to dedicate our next episode to to him because he was always so supportive, not only of us. Of so many people. Just, he was just the fucking best. Like... And uh, an integral part of, of this podcasting family that we're a part of. Yeah, I mean, between us and Trick or Treat Radio and... You know, our buddies, the derailers, like he used to play secret. Super Smash Brothers yeah. with them with the secret levels guys, um, you know, the the punch farm and then paranormal punchers, um, you know, just so m too many to name. Like he was one of the first people to suggest a show for us. Uh, our episode that we and did. He was on one Guts of the Berserk. first people to leave a voicemail, to leave feedback, to you know, interact and engage with us and really kind of got the ball rolling as far as, you know, what Throwdown Thursday became. And, you know, uh, he could always be counted on to provide feedback for stuff too. And, you know, if it was an episode that we were looking for a lot of audience participation, he was one of the first voicemails that we would receive. Yes, um, or emails. And just one of the sweetest kindest gentlest people uh, I've ever met um, probably one of the most interesting people I've ever met too you know you'll you'll hear, hear me use the term uh, my favorite person you know um, several times you know I do have a lot of favorite people uh, whether that be um, whether they be a person who I see every day like this guy sitting next to me That's or me. someone who I've never met but have had some great interactions with, some great conversations with. And he was absolutely one of my favorite people. And I am... Yeah, it's... I am so unbelievably heartbroken and uh, devastated that this world is without him that we're without him and you know uh sorry i don't mean for the the no, long pause no, it's, it's... um you know it's just it's 
my heart hurts. My heart hurts so much for this person who I've never met in real life, but had had so many Twitter exchanges and text messages and obviously, uh, you know, interactions through the podcast and, you know, through other people's podcasts. And he was just such a good person. And it kills me that he's no longer with us. Yeah, it's it's um, it's not just us either. Like I found out. um Friday, because every Friday uh, he and I would text and we text throughout the weekend as to how our week would go. And it's it's funny, I kind of I went back to see how long this had been going and it had been going for uh, almost two years. Uh, this text thread went back to when I got this phone in August of 2018. We'd been going back and forth just, you know, every Friday. Hey, how you doing? How's it going? How are things? Um, you know, we talked about everything work video games movies music it didn't matter we I talked mean, about everything oh God. one of the most non-judgmental people ever yeah ever like seriously he he was just he was the best you know um so unbelievably friendly yeah he and, liked everybody and at the same time he was beloved by everyone like and and everything he liked everything like he uh his knowledge of different fandoms could put people to shame and yet he didn't use it like that you know he he loved introducing people to new things um the episode that you're gonna hear is an episode that he was on when we covered uh the major the major the major, major from ghost in the shell a uh, character that we were not familiar with at all because at the time we hadn't really really delved into the world of anime and he was a huge anime fan and you know leapt at the opportunity to really educate us and i will be forever grateful uh we were actually in the process of working on putting together an attack on titan episode which will happen event eventually yeah he um, was going to be on with us because was, it, yeah. it's been what we're doing as ash has alluded we're we're kind of because we can't have him on the show again we're uh we're going to be replaying um the episode he was on, which is episode 40, which was four years ago. That's how long, like, we've only been a show for, you know, close to six years at this point. But we had been on the show, on the air, not quite a year, and he still, like, he just wanted to be a part of this all the time. And it was so great having him on. So instead of us, you know, yeah, instead of you listening to us getting emotional and, and, and being upset that he's no longer with us. We're going to give you the opportunity to listen to him. Listen to him shine through this show. Listen to his knowledge. Listen to just what an absolute delightful person he was. And I think that is the best way that we can memorialize him. Yeah, I mean, even uh, in his obituary, they... Uh, you know, they had like a the celebration of life and everything, and he wanted people to. the The family asked that people show up in in sneakers and jeans and and like their favorite nerdy t shirts because that's what he would want. That's how he dressed. That's, ugh. You know, I know there's uh, there's gonna be people listening to this who know 
Riku and um, understand why we're, you know, why we're so emotional about this because, you know, there were several people that I reached out to who once I found out, because I'd been, uh, last Friday I was playing Resident Evil and I was going to tell him all about it because we were both talking about it, we were both hyped up about it, and he really wanted to play it. But he only had a PlayStation 3. He hadn't picked up the PlayStation 4 yet. So he was, like, living vicariously through me on, on some of these games. And, you know, he recommended a bunch of stuff to me as well. But he, uh, you know, I was getting ready. I'm like, oh, he's going to be texting me in a little while. Oh, this is going to be great. And I got a, a, a message from uh, Jenny Bean of the derailers uh, letting me know that he had passed. And I was just absolutely floored i couldn't believe it um apparently um some folks hadn't heard from him in a couple days and that's highly unusual because he's very interactive both on twitter and you know texting and you know there were he had a, a group of people that he always hung out with and always interacted with and no one had heard from him so they went to his apartment for a wellness check and they found that he had passed of natural causes uh we don't know what exactly happened but I mean at this point it to me it doesn't matter it's just all I know is that we don't have him anymore and it's very very difficult uh, even a week later just we knew this was going to be a tough episode which is why we couldn't uh, just sit here for an hour talking about him but we wanted to like Ash has said, memorialize him and, and share this episode that he did because not a lot of people listen to this because this was, you know, way back in our infancy, you know, 215 episodes ago. You know, nobody really knew who we were, but he did, and he was always here with us and always, uh, you know, supportive. And it, you know, he, he would watch, he'd jump in on our live shows as well mm -hmm. and, and, and contribute to that. And <sighs> you all are more than just listeners. Yeah. You have become part of this crazy podcasting family that we are on this incredible journey with. And we are eternally grateful to each and every one of you. You know, you're our friends, you're our family. You're not just a listener and that's exactly who Riku was what Riku was he was he was more than just a listener he was um he was our family and we love him and we will miss him terribly yeah so I think this is a good place to kind of take say a break without without further ado here is uh episode 40 uh, purple bitchy stardust with Riku Greetings and salutations and welcome to episode 40 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. My name is Patrick Rahal. I am the angriest of the angry nerds. I am the... So I, I had something that I was going to like. <laughs> you fucked up. I am the Tchaikovsky of tangents, although you, the T in Tchaikovsky is silent. Uh, <laughs> I am joined by... Uh, uh, me the Tesla of tangents. Oh, we were just talking about we Tesla. We were just talking like about 40 Tesla. 40 seconds ago. That's awesome. I fucked that up. 
Johnny started again. Editing, editing. <laughs> and that was the best take. We did that 56 times. Um, we are joined today by the uh, uh, giggle queen McJokatron. <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. Are you drunk? <laughs> I know. What is I in your uh, Gatorade? Uh, did you drink this? <laughs> I, did, I have not yet. This uh, apothic rosé. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it's Agent Nicole. Yeah, she's here. Um, Agent Nicole, say something so people can hear you. Hi, everybody. It is Agent Nicole. Well, we didn't ask for your life story. <laughs> Wow. Do you want to make it round two of me getting pissed at you? Because we could totally make that happen. I, I, think, I think it's more than round two at this point. Oh, I know. <laughs> I will talk about Mrs. Potts until the cows come home. The anthropomorphic cows. Can I be like Judge Mills Lane from Celebrity Deathmatch? Be like, let's get it on. <laughs> I have no problem with you saying that to me. Uh, I can't tonight. I have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, lovely voice that you just heard was the mistress of Merlot, the uh, real housewife of Pennsylvania. I know. <laughs> oh my God. Right? That's where that's where the Draculas live, right? <laughs> the Draculas. <laughs> what the fuck are you and on? And that's uh, Ashes Von Nightmare. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> we are also joined, uh, as, as you heard, by the uh, hardest working man in podcasting. Mr. Johnny Wolfenstein. Uh, I have not been drinking, so I'm not drunk. <laughs> All right. Is Dan. it sad that I associate you now with booty bootylicious? <laughs> you wouldn't be the first. Me or Patsy? <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> I don't know. And we have a very special guest this week. He is the maestro of manga and an authority on anime. He knows bunches about Berserk and much about Metal Gear Solid. He dominates Dark Souls and brings Devil May Cry's Dante to tears and owns Onimusha. He taught Goku the spirit bomb technique, gives Constantine confidence, and helped Nib Nibbler lock Fry in the freezer. He is our good <laughs> friend and a fan of the Grand Guignol Network. Ladies and gentlemen, Riku. Woo! Well, hello, darlings. <laughs> <laughs> hello, darling. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Lovely intro, Patsy. That was... If Can I get that on my headstone? <laughs> yes. I need this saved. You, you might need a rather large tombstone, but we can make it work. That's yes. fine. I'll just get an obelisk. There, there you, go. you go. Make it make it a monument, people. <laughs> Yeah, you spend a, you sp you want like a pyramid type thing. I mean, or like a sphinx or something like that. Like, you know. But then are people remembering you? Are they remembering the statue? You know. You, you I, yeah. Can I get a giant statue of me breathing fire and saying "Remember me"? Absolutely. As yes. long as it's filled with slot machines and like incredibly high proof uh, uh, alcohol and millions of snakes. This is a Futurama reference. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> just, just well, just in case you know, ev some people haven't seen Futurama. Well, those people shouldn't be listening to our show. They need no, to check themselves. Uh, you need to watch all of Futurama, then come back and listen because there will be a Bender episode coming down the pike. So. Oh, I will. I will come on and I will assist on that one too if oh. you need it. Oh, I don't know if we'll need it, but we'll take it anyways. <laughs> Lovely. So, Riku, you've uh, been contributing to our show for quite some time. You actually uh, helped pick one of our first 
uh, fan appreciation episodes when we covered uh, Guts from Berserk. Yes, you did, and you did a very good job of it. Thank you. That was a character with which we were completely unfamiliar. We had uh, no knowledge of uh, of him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and again, that's what our show is about, you know? Yeah. Let's talk about things that maybe we know a lot about, maybe we don't know anything about, learn. I didn't know what you were doing over there. I was trying not to cough in the I mic. I thought you were, like, eating, like, a handful of seeds. Oh, no. <laughs> I was being polite. While coughing. Yeah. The I seeds made cough. They were coffee seeds. As everybody knows, talking and coughing are very, or eating thing are very hard things to do at the same time. Nicole's pretty talented. I think That's she true. She she does put up with your puns very masterfully. She does. She does. That is, uh, you know, she committed a lot of sins in her past life, and this is her punishment. Oh no! <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You, you know, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff going on in Castle Wolfenstein. You know, time is convoluted here, as I sit here in the digital realm. But a new manga chapter for Berserk comes out on March twenty fourth. Oh, and that's uh, that's what the hell? Is it? Last week. That? <laughs> <laughs> By the time this comes out, it'll be last yeah, week. Yeah, I know. And the new anime starts on April seventh. Oh, so there you go. That's that's Berserk the future. Fans. You know, get get in on that great story. And if you aren't familiar, you can go back and listen to our episode. I forget what number it is, but it's called It Takes Guts to Go Berserk, where we cover a little bit of the vast, uh, vast storyline that is uh, the life and times of Guts. You guys mainly hit the Golden Age arc, and that's the that's the part that draws people in. Yeah. To, like, you can read it in any way you want for all I care, but it because it's all good. But yeah, you Golden Age is where they set stuff up. By the way, that's episode twelve. Yep, it lucky twelve. Me, I, to me it. too. <laughs> Everybody's got their gonna, phones out. I was gonna do a producer's note and uh Riku's way ahead of the game. I wasn't looking. I, I don't I, care. I, I, <laughs> I just remembered what num what what the name was. I had to stroll through my like list of podcasts to find us. I was like, oh You know, I wasn't on that episode, so I really don't care. That's no. okay. Well, you wow. should start because Berserk is awesome. Yeah, I did. See, no, I did enjoy the episode, and I did. Yeah, you watched it with us. I, yeah, I did actually watch it, and I thought it was. I'm not an anime person, but I thought that the story was actually really cool. Uh, can I can I share a small hope for the new chapter? Absolutely. Yes. They're they're in Casca's mind, and I really hope this is the chapter where Casca gets better. That would be. Uh... A good thing. I yes, w- I would she's one of the best female protagonists in all of anime, and she deserves to be better. It's been 20 years, Mira. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, that's plenty long enough to be recovering. Yeah. Anyway, so the show. Sorry for my tangent. No, 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 no. This show is all about tangents. We should call this Tangent Down Thursday. Because <laughs> oh that's rename, rename. what we do. I mean, you're 40 episodes in. Are you going to wreck your branding? No, I mean, no. this is solid stuff here. Well, you I would need... still I would still be able to keep my monogram slippers. Oh, that's true. They do start with T's. Yeah. So, uh, as you know, and uh, maybe folks who are unfamiliar, maybe if you're listening for the first time, uh, what we like to do when we have a guest is we do a little segment called Getting Into Character because our show is all about characters. And we try to learn a little bit 
about our guests. So what we do is we ask five random questions, and today we have split those questions up. I'm going to have two, Agent Nicole is also going to have two, and Ashes Von Nightmare is going to have one. So we are going to start with Agent Nicole, because she has this big goofy grin on her face, and Elvis on her hat. So we're What? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to start with Agent Nicole. Agent Nicole, uh, are you ready? I am ready. Riku, are you ready? I am prepared. My body is ready. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number one, if your life story was turned into a manga series, who would you like to write it and illustrate it? Um... You know, a part of me would say uh, Junji Ito, but in my heart, it's Hirohiko Araki from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. He would write and illustrate my life. Because, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I would like my life to be a lot more fabulous and have cool, awesome magic powers in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean thought that was my awesome life already. <laughs> who, who doesn't want a stand? So if I can have a stand, I want it to be a Rocky. Okay. Uh, Ashes, are you ready with your question? Well, uh, why don't you do your? I'll question, do my question, and then I'll be the sa- I'll be like the filling in this uh... question sandwich. Yes. All right. Oh, good. All right. So my question to you: uh, One Punch Man, Goku, or Akira? Whose powers would you like most to have? Mm. Are we talking Akira from Virtual Fighter? No, we're talking Akira from Akira. Okay, all right. Uh, you don't have to be five, though. Oh, okay, I can be adult me. Yeah, you're you, you have just to... have their powers. Okay. Hmm. One Punch Man, do I have to wear the goofy costume if, I'm one pu- if I get One Punch Man's powers? You don't. You don't have to wear anybody's goofy costume. Okay. Unless you want to. Yeah, I mean, Unless you would just I want be you. To. You also don't have to be bald if you if you pick uh, Saitama. So. Unless you want to. Unless I want to. <laughs> See, I'm going to be bald whether I want to or not. Like, that's just time. And genetics. Look, yes. Look, it's going to happen to me. My long, flowing locks are slowly receding. So, it's, 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 a, it's a path we're both on, Patsy. Well, I have long, flowing back hair at this point. <laughs> oh, you are lucky, sir. My hair color is scalp. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. Serious time. Um, I'm going to say Goku. Okay. Because uh, part of me just thinks, you know, who doesn't want to throw giant laser blasts or call down spirit bombs? And I mean, hey, if I have the power to instantly, like, grow my hair out to, like, Super Saiyan level 3 levels of hair, or, yeah, I'm, I'm game. That's why Krillin could never be a Super Saiyan. But he made the most destructive ability ever. That's Everybody true. focused on blast. Krillin just turned it into a disc. And that shit cut through Frieza. Yes. It's the best. All right. So who, who's next? Who's next? I'll go. Riku. Who is your favorite Throwdown Thursday podcast host? Lame. Well, it wouldn't be you because you just said you didn't care about the Guts episode. 
you want some on it. I'm just, I'm just joking. That's, that's <laughs> lies. That's not my question. Um, okay. Riku, if you were a drag queen, what would your name be? Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, man. What's the, what's the normal thing you're supposed to do for your porn star name? Well, mine would be Ivana Cookie. I think We've it's like that. your first... First pet, and like the last name would be like the or like street the street you live, you live on, on and yeah. your middle name or something like mm. that. I don't know if I was a drag queen. I feel like I'd want to have Stardust in there somehow because that just feels like a very that feels like a very drag queen name. So maybe maybe like I don't know. Now what I'm thinking of is like a, one of my dog's names who was Mitchell. And it would be like Mitchell Stardust. You could be like Mitchie. Mitchie, Mitchie Stardust. Mitchie Stardust. Kind of sounds like an anime character. It does, but it also sounds like a pot, like it would be a good drag queen. Absolutely. Mitchie Stardust. Mitchie I think Stardust. we just found the uh, name for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Mitchie Stardust. Mitchie Stardust. You would have to do jazz hand, like the fingers when you, when you say I'm your name. I'm literally doing like hand Mitchie poses. Stardust. We all are in here. Mitchie Stardust. I love it. Good answer. <laughs> is, there, is there accents like umlaut shit we can do to make that actually read? You can the... do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll, yeah. we'll add a bunch of shit into there. Umlauts and, and semicolons and, and accent circonflex, whatever That's you like. Uh, okay, who's next? Nicole. <laughs> um, what is a typical weekend for Riku? What do you do on the weekends? Okay, let's see. Uh, Fridays, I normally end up doing whatever. I do laundry on Fridays. Fridays are boring for me. Uh, Fridays are uh, laundry, and you know there there are some adult beverages had, and uh, I listen to my friends live on the Slash Two podcast. I'm sorry for the shameless plug. No, no, oh, go, go ahead. Slash2podcast.com, hosted by my friends Rusty V, Cormus, and Fancy. Um, normally, Saturday's the day that I go out and I do whatever I want. So I go on adventures, uh, sometimes go hang out at the vape shop because I am a vaping enthusiast, but I'm not one of those people. <laughs> who they are. The people who talk about vaping as a transcendental experience. No, it's just literally so I don't smoke cigarettes and my breath doesn't stink. Those people are called vapists. Yeah, vapists. Everyone's stealing my gimmick today. <laughs> That's the second time. <laughs> oh, you were about to say that? Want to go for three? It might as well. <laughs> I'm sorry, Johnny. I didn't mean to do that to you. No? Oh, no, that was me. No, Patsy stole it. <laughs> oh, Patsy's, Patsy's the man of a thousand gimmicks that are not really his. Exactly. Yes. That's why I have so many. Yeah. Like the Mil Mascaras of gimmicks. There you go. Yes. <laughs> the man of a thousand of a, of a thousand gimmicks. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, Saturdays, there's also a Barnes and Noble uh, close to where I live. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll normally go in there and I'll look for, like, comics or manga or anything, I, or books or anything I would like to, you know, pick up. Um, and then normally I kind of eat out on Saturdays, you know, depending on where I want to go. Uh, then Sundays I'll go and visit my grandma in uh, in the nursing home. Aww. Well, yes, uh, that's very nice. Uh, <laughs> Sundays for me are just... 
I don't normally I'm probably hungover, so my Sunday mornings are quiet watching YouTube videos or um, just random whatever, then go visit my grandma, and then I don't know. I sh- normally my night just goes kind of take shower and then watch TV until I get tired. Nice that was weekend. probably way too long. No, it's, okay. no. it's your weekend. It's true. Although sometimes I will go listen on Saturday nights to my friends over at the Vent Chat podcast. Plug, plug. Sorry. No, we no, have no problem. Sorry. We have no problem uh, with you. you know, we're trying to spread awareness uh, of everybody. Spread the love. Spread the love. Uh, that would be at ventchat.com. I think they're also on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ventchat. They're a good show. They cool. gave me my they gave me my start when I would call into their show, and let me ramble about whatever. Nice. Yeah. So. All right. So you got we got one question left, and that's one. from me. So my question is: What video game protagonist's life would you most want to take over? Oh. Oh, that's tough. Now remember, um, you would get their life. So any like tragic backstory that's going on, you would inherit that. Yeah, yeah. But would you start like say I picked say I picked Solid Snake? I would start at like Metal Gear One, and yes. then I would have to go to four. Right, you'd have to go through like if you picked you know okay. Cloud right. Strife, you'd have to go through all seventy five Final Fantasies. Uh, I would have to deal with Advent Children, and that would be great and then i'd have to deal with dirge of cerberus would be terrible uh, oh mm. give me a minute yeah 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 i mean okay I know, all right all right i know right. I, I know, pick, I know. go ahead riding from metal gear solid 2 okay because he's kind of lame in the second one and i feel like yeah you can be lame for a while and then he gets to be a cyborg ninja in four and then he becomes an even more badass cyborg ninja in Revengeance. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's a pretty cool life. Yeah, cyborg ninja is generally uh, a good career path. Uh, cyborg ninjas are awesome. I say it sounds like it wouldn't suck. It really wouldn't. <laughs> the only part about it, the only bad part about it, is the horrible torture between two and four, where you get turned into a cyborg without your your permission. That's the sucky part. That's usually the way it works, though. Like, yeah, you know, pretty much everybody I can think of, you know, uh, RoboCop comes to mind immediately. Oh God, that's terrible. Yeah, that wasn't with with his permission. No. Uh, and uh, you know, that's a nice segue into uh, what we're going to be talking about coming up. Yeah, what are we going to be talking about coming up? Uh, something about goats, goats and and shells. Uh, maybe we're talking about the beach. I don't know. Uh, goats and shells, huh? Yeah, it's kind of like boats and hoes. Goats and shells? We got goats and shells. Um, Nicole, what are we talking about this week? We are talking about the uh, character, the Major, from Ghost in the Shell, which will be um, released in theaters tomorrow, or if you go tonight, with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, and we're going to be discussing uh, not just the uh, Scarlett Johansson portrayal, uh, mainly because we haven't seen that film yet. But it's we're very difficult to discuss something you haven't seen. 
But yeah, and I've been avoiding most of the trailers, so like I barely know anything about that movie. Now, are you are you avoiding the trailers because you plan I've, on seeing it and you want to kind of be surprised, or? Mm, uh, well, I've I caught the first one, and then I caught like midway through a later one because of a YouTube ad. And there were some parts of it where I was like, mm, this is making me a little nervous. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to not watch the trailers anymore. I'm going to wait for it to come out, and I'm going to go see it. There you go. Well, that kind of takes yeah. away from some of uh, what I was going to ask, because there's some stuff that I saw in the trailer that doesn't take place in the 1995 movie. And I was going to ask if there was other bases for it, but now I guess we can kind of skip that section. From, from what I understand, they're kind of pulling from a bunch of different areas within the Ghost in the Shell manga slash anime, anime slash movies. Uh, they're just pulling from a bunch of different elements. So hopefully it's just like a greatest hits of like, because they, they did the fight on the water scene, mm-hmm. the naked fight on the water scene, which I was shocked that they did. But I was also thrilled that they did to see that in the trailer because I was like, ooh, they're actually doing the scene. Yeah. Uh, Alright, yeah, we're going to get into a lot more of that when we come back from our first break and I can tell you're definitely itching to talk about it and so are we. Oh yeah. So we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we are going to be discussing the major. Alright. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. It's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action, it had suspense, it had great characters, it had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci, douchebags. And we're back. That uh, lovely song you heard in the background there is uh, Dead River by our good buddy uh, Rocky. Uh, You can uh, check him out anytime you're uh, up in Toronto. uh, Look for the signs pointing you to No Man, because that's his stage alias. And uh, Rocky is a very talented uh, musician, and we are very happy that he lets us use this uh, theme song. And I'm really happy that he posts pictures of his pugs on his Facebook page. He does. 
Pug oh, okay. pictures are great. Right? I love pugs. I have this Pugs thing. are dorbs. They're so ugly. They're cute. With They're a little smushed, Yeah. <laughs> with a little smushed in faces and the little tails. Oh, I love them so much. They're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, today we are talking about the major, and I'm not going to attempt to say her full major name because it's Matoko Kusanagi. Because, awesome! Yeah, because it's <laughs> long and I will invariably screw it up. I had a hard time doing the intro today, so... <laughs> it's, it's okay. Trust me. Pat, Patsy's I, banned from big words for the time being. <laughs> I am Patsy the sleepy nerd. Um, but we're no nap talk- today? No, I didn't, I didn't no. get my juice either. I didn't have my oh, nap. Oh, no. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, Ashes and I watched this film uh, the other day, the 1995 uh, anime. Yeah. And um, this was our first introduction to this character, and um, and I guess you know through uh, every intention and every uh, for for a very specific reason, I thought a lot of the Matrix when I was watching this, and. Okay, I wonder why. <laughs> uh, the, the Matrix like lists this as one of its big, um, its big influences. If you look at the, uh, if you look at like the weird sort of number crawl mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of the movie, that's the uh, computer code broken down. The names of the people who worked on the movie broken down into computer code, and it was the inspiration for that weird crawling text. For the matrix yeah and even the uh the chase scene towards the beginning was very reminiscent of the agent smith neo chase scene uh towards the uh climax of uh, the first film oh yeah and you know it's clear that you know these types of uh of films have been heavily influential and watching this this uh the show uh, this film and then doing some research on the character afterwards um now I'm not familiar with the manga at all because I haven't I haven't read it. Um, That's okay. It's really hard to read. <laughs> but the, the blank spaces in that manga are a lot of times used for just musings on the nature of humanity and are you truly human if you are a cyborg or is your mind truly yours if or could your memories be uh, falsely made to make you act a certain way. Yeah, from, from it's all that transhumanism shit. Yeah, from what I've I've understood, it's very uh, very philosophical, very uh, heavily influenced by different religious texts and and mm-hmm. um, and I thought it was very interesting the way the uh, how detached the major was in this film, where it's almost like she's supposed to be a person but at the same time she's this uh unthinking unblinking doll yeah and and you know after doing some more research i i was reading how they they were trying to uh in in a a huge departure from the the manga they're trying to make her have less of a personality and have her just be very doll-like in her appearance Mm-hmm. It, it it's this weird thing because apparently they, I, the way they wrote it, it she's supposed to be that way, but in in the manga she's a lot more 
like she still has her take charge attitude, but she's a lot more what's the word? Sort of free spirited. You know, she does a little more slapstick, you know, vivacious and the little well, there's a little eroticism thrown in there, but you know, that's it's because it's it's not entirely meant to titillate, it's just meant to be a thing where it's like, Hey, here's a thing. Um speaking that's, sorry, I didn't mean to go ahead. No, no, no. I was just I was, gonna con- say, uh, I was just commenting. I say, speaking of uh, titillating, uh, the scene that you referenced earlier uh, before we went to break, uh, the naked fight scene. Yep. Now, in the trailer that I've seen, um, because this is a a film, I believe it's going to be rated PG-13. I may be wrong on that. Uh, I'll have my secretary look it up. Give me a second. I was like, uh, I ain't doing shit. Uh, I, saw her, I, saw, I saw Nicole already reaching for her phone. Um, but no, the uh, they make it look more like instead of like this is her being naked and like, you know, flashing nips and stuff. Uh, <laughs> you are correct. It is PG-13. Yeah. So they can't just have, you know, sprawling naked. Uh, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. Johansson. They, they make her look more like like a doll yeah like a uh, like she's been put together yeah um even the the iconic and this is i was completely unfamiliar with you know the story of ghost in the shell i i knew Mm -hmm. nothing really about it but that iconic leaping off the building backwards scene yeah i love that scene as soon as i saw that in the the live action trailer i was like wow that's really almost spot on to what little I know of the anime, but that's how iconic this is. Like, I recognize yeah. that scene without ever having seen seen the film. Like, I've, I've, there are a few ways that I think that I would want to jump off of a building, but and if I were guaranteed to live, I'd really want to do the jump off the backwards, jumping off a building. Like, like, how it, badass is that? Oh, <laughs> like, so badass. Batman watched even, that and was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> uh, that lady's crazy. Uh, that, what, why are they using robots like that? <laughs> Whoa, I have weird, weird surfer Batman there for a second. <laughs> Keanu Reeves uh, is Batman. <laughs> Whoa, Joker, you're not going to take down this city. <laughs> So, Riku, how did you get introduced into? (laughs) I can't even. How do I follow? How do you Uh, get? How did you get introduced to um, Major and the series of Ghosts in the Shell? Like, I'm really interested in that. um, Well, there was a time where strange black tapes, videotapes, I think they were called in ancient days of home media. And they weren't as crisp and clear as today's Blu-rays or what you download off of uh, off of Amazon. So the and I had one borrowed from a friend, and apparently it was in the wrong case. So I got to watch Ghost in the Shell instead of I think it was Casper or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ghost-themed movie. That's yeah. <laughs> I mean. But that's the that's the first way I remember seeing Ghost in the Shell, and I was enthralled by it because it was so 
cool and different and it was a cartoon but it didn't look like the cartoons that were on tv yeah from i'm I'm 27 why am i talking like i'm ancient but you know it didn't look like ducktales or uh the spider-man cartoon it it looked different and the animated it's okay i'm 27 too you're not ancient Oh, good. Thank you, Nicole. You're, a, You're a child. I'm going to be 36 uh, when this airs in four days. <laughs> oh. oh, okay, Patsy. I'm I'm sorry for making you feel bad. I know. I mean, there were. I've seen tortoises that have lived that long, but <laughs> and trees. Sorry, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and then uh, later on, because I kind of forgot about Ghost in the Shell. You know. Uh, it just kind of fell into this weird melange of childhood movies. Mm-hmm. And then later, uh, when I was like in my mid-teens, uh, this great thing called Adult Swim started on Cartoon Network. Yeah. It, like, it was like Toonami, but on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And they would go till like 4 a.m. And one of the shows, besides all the other great shows that they had on there, was Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. And that is the... It's Ghost in the Shell, but think of it more as a crime drama series. And it's a very good one. And so that drew me back to the original movie, and then I saw the the 2.0 version later, a couple years later, uh, of where they took out a lot of the animated stuff like the the jump off the building scene was done in 3d cgi for the ghost in the shell 2.0 release and that's not my favorite i still like the old animated version that's what, it, that's what we watched yeah okay good okay i was gonna ask that no question. i mean we watched the 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 re-release because the okay. original that's, wasn't available yeah i understand completely but the like look it up on youtube it's 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 different, and it just doesn't feel right once you've seen the anime version versus the CGI version. I agree. And from, again, doing my research, um, and Ashes, you actually showed me this video, um, talking about the sequel, um, they Uh-oh. did a lot more of the 3D CGI than um, in the first movie. Like, it was... Where with the first movie, it was like here and there. The second movie, they put a lot more of it in there. And the major wasn't a major part of the movie for the no, majority she was, of it. She, this was a direct sequel to the first one because she was off having cyber adventures, being that she fused with um, the Puppet Master. Yes. and But she does show up at some point. And there is a nice little callback, if you notice, to uh, like 2051. I think it was a it was a code that that, that her and Bato set up at the yep. end, just yep. in case they needed each other. And there's a gr- there's a great scene in the sequel. It's not there's there's even more philosophy and human humanism shit in that sequel. But um, there's a great scene of basically we're stuck in a time loop. And why is everything happening in the same way but different? And it's a real mind trip because it's like, is this the right one? No, wait. It's like, it's akin to that thing where you wake up from from a scary dream and you're still dreaming. So then everything looks normal for a second, and then something scary happens and you wake up again. 
Okay, yeah, I get you. But it's like that over and over again, and then until something happens and they break out of it. Cool. Um, so, it's pretty cool. So, Ashes, you just saw this. What was your impression of the major, like, as a character? Like, who? what did you think of her? Well, first of all, I thought a lot of things. Um, I thought she was badass. Like, especially the fact that she could pretty much go uh, trans... It's almost like she was translucent. Like, she was invisible. But she yeah. wasn't invisible because, you know, she's an actual solid... Like predator being. technology. It, yes. It's like thermal optic camouflage, I exactly. think. Exactly. And I just thought that was so incredibly cool. And I really enjoyed just the way that this whole, like, post-cyberpunk futuristic just, you know, uh, setting that everything was taking place in. I just thought that was so... It was just so well done and so cool oh, looking. Yeah. Um so I really liked that. Uh, it was bloody, and I kind of liked that too. Um, Cyborg blood. Yes. Oh, that first that first gunshot. Oh yeah, that where the where the guy gets taken out, just bang. It just kind of like stands there with like a hole in his head, and all of a sudden, kaboom. Yo. But I had oh, a, a couple of of like questions. Like, do we know why, how she became this way? Because she was human at one point. She was, um, ghost in the shell standalone complex season two, also known as second gig, um, basically puts out the theory that when she was six years old, uh, her, she was in a plane crash and she was in a coma. And the only way she was going to survive was if they put her through the cyber, process basically so she was a cyborg from a young age okay because i think they in um in the movie that we watched they put her in like a smaller body at one point right am i am i remember that yeah that's that's after that that's like right at the end there yeah, so Where, is that kind of like a callback to... It's more along the lines of... I don't know, I feel like it's an allegory for uh, her being reborn as... Because she's not truly herself, because her and the Puppet Master are like, we're giving up our personalities and who we are to fuse together and create this thing that's going to be an amalgamation of the two of us. Right. So it's kind of like she was reborn into another child body, but she's not Matoko anymore. She's weird gestalt version of the two. Yeah, that I found that without knowing any of the background, I feel like this is something I would have to watch a couple more times to really like catch all the intricacies because there's so much going on, but there's, <laughs> there's so much you so don't much. know. There's a lot you don't know, but let me let me put it to you this way. If you watch it once and you don't get it, watch it again. If you want more clarity because the 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 movie had to cut out like cut out a lot cuz that puppet master plot is just one part of the manga. So I'd say try to read the manga and if you can't do it because it's kind of hard, just watch like the standalone complex series. Okay. And I know that's a lot to ask, but it's more of a take on Section 9 and all the people that she works with. 
and she's got more of a personality. Like, I love the movie, but after watching the standalone complex series, she has more of a personality. And plus, honestly, I like the voice actor they got for the series better than I do the movie. Okay. Because um, yeah. I, I felt like, yeah, it just... Yep. I agree. For for some reason, um, like we said, we watched the 95 version, and for some reason, I don't know, I felt like the voice wasn't matching up with the character. Yeah. It just, it, it just didn't feel right. Like, see, it, just, it was off. No, see, I just, I, I just... Because I think it's supposed to be almost like a, a, a sterile... Um, you know, by the book, nothing but business, no frills, because that's that's how she was presented. It's like she's a woman, but she's not really like. But is she though? And that's a question that I had while watching the movie. And then when going back and doing research and watching some of these kind of like YouTube videos that break down the anime and stuff, they pose the same question: like, is she a person? Is There's she a, female, or like the the conflict between actually being female and being feminine? There's a point where uh, I can't remember if it's in a movie or the series, but Bato, the guy with the cyborg eyes, yep, those, yeah, uh, he shoots the idea at her to be like, "Hey, why don't you change out into a man's body? You'd get more respect around here." And she's like, "No, I get enough respect as it is." And then, if I remember correctly, I think she punches him, but I'm not 100 percent sure. <laughs> that seems accurate. Although she even but, she did say at the end, you know, when I was a, a child, I looked at things with a child's point of view, and now that I'm a man, you know, I looked at you know. I mean, I know it's a, a biblical quote. It is, but you also have to remember there. She's not. She's it's a duality. Being, yeah, she's a dual being. Uh, I said gestalt earlier, but I feel like that's a perfect term for what she becomes. Yes. She achieves a digital apotheosis to become something truly not entirely human, but not entirely artificial. Oh, uh, such a great Apothe- word. I don't, I don't hear that often. I don't get to use apotheosis much in my everyday life, so whenever I can, oh, yeah. I need to slip that in there. The only time I've ever heard that uh, that word used, um, never in a conversation, but it was in uh, the beginning of the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. The desert was the apotheosis of all deserts. Um, uh, Nicole. See, I heard it in, uh, I heard it in, I think it was Elder Scrolls Oblivion. I haven't played that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Nicole, what did you think of Ghost in the Shell? I'm such a fail. I didn't get to watch it. I was told it was free online on Amazon Prime, and unfortunately, I don't have Stars Channel subscription. Well, that's okay. I failed to notice that it was Stars. I just was like, oh, hey, look, I can watch this. Here we go. So I kind of scrambled, but I it's more I have questions for you, Riku, about Major. Okay. Um, what? draw you to this character um is like what is like i feel like i can't say she's really a she but well let me let me just jump in real quick um for one thing it's not going to answer your your question or anything but um riku was the one who actually suggested this episode because you know you had asked like hey are you going to do ghost in the shell and we were at the time trying to figure out what we were going to do and we were originally going to do Indiana Jones, but it turns out we we wouldn't have had time to watch four movies. 
Oh, so, yeah. No, you only watch three movies because that fourth one doesn't exist. I agree. <laughs> you I buy agree. the collection and then you break, the, you break that fourth disc because it's a lie. It's not real. <laughs> but it's, we, a me- it's an implanted memory in your ghost, Patsy. Yes. <laughs> but that's what we were going to do. And so I just want to give you credit for uh, choosing this, this uh, character. And, well, uh, as your as your show has gone along, I've noticed certain things. You tend to like to do episodes about things that are coming up in in the time in time. So I was like, well, they did Logan. Yep. What's the other big movie in my world that's coming out? Ghost in the Shell. Well, I better make sure they're doing an episode on that because I think that would be a cool episode to hear it throw down Thursday people talk about uh, Ghost in the Shell. And then you invited me on and I was like, oh, yay, I get to be on Throwdown Thursday. And instantly my brain goes, you're going to look like a giant nerd. No, that's my no, job. No, I was like, no one's a bigger nerd than Patsy, so it's okay. <laughs> hey, I look at it like this. Everybody is a nerd for something. Yes, like, it's true. If you're like, oh, you like Star Wars. You're a nerd. It's like, oh, yeah? Well, what do you like? Well, you know, I learned today that, you know, Brad Marchand is leading the league in goals and assists, and he has more points. And it's like, well, then you're a hockey nerd. Like, you're a sports nerd. Like, if you can tell me what Maddie Lou's batting average was in 1964, you're a nerd. It's a nerd for a different thing, but everybody's got their own nerdism for something. Yes, and mine is a plethora of anime series and manga that I've dug into over the years and have achieved a certain level of knowledge about and but going back to what agent nicole asked of what drew me to the character of the major now i can say this on a purely aesthetic level is she looks like she has purple hair purple is my favorite color and that instantly made me like her but there was something about the way that she's drawn and the outfit that she wears of the coat over the weird, like, singlet thing. It almost looks like a bathing suit at certain points. And I was just like, what? she's hanging out with, like, dudes in suits wearing this. And she's she has just as much respect as everybody else in the room. But she's dressed like that. And I don't think that scene is actually brought up in the movie. So I'm just referencing something from the series. <laughs> No, and that's why you're here, to fill in yeah. our you know, knowledge gaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's the and just utter badassitude of being... There's an episode, I can't... I meant to pull it for this show, where it's uh, a sniper who works for Section 9, who is the section that uh, the Major works for in the fictional future neo-Japanese government. And he's talking about how he got recruited into Section 9. Basically, he's sent to take out a squad of UN troops. And in that squad of UN troops is the Major. And he basically, over like a 30-minute span, gets his eye shot out by Makoto. And she doesn't kill him and goes, you're a really good sniper. You work for me now. And just the the ability to be able to go, I'm not going to kill this person. This person's awesome. I'm going to use them for my team. And there's something I love about that for uh, main characters when they can have people on their team that 
respect them, but don't fear them. Like, you know how in some series you'll have the one guy who's like, he doesn't want to be there, but he's only there because he owes, like, a life debt or something? Yeah. Not not, not like Chewbacca, but, like... <laughs> but I'm struggling to pull an example here. Like, there there, Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like a Jar Jar Binks-type character. Yeah, just kind of a... Just someone who can be magnanimous enough to have people around them that actually respect them and she's just a badass female character and i think more female characters in anime should be badasses because and well look at look at some anime out there there's currently one i believe it's called keijo about uh that is a fictional sport about girls running their butts into each other to knock each other into a pool not exactly the strongest of female characters that seems like an odd sport (laughs) it's i need a part of me keeps thinking i should watch that sometime But I think that right after I think, boy, I should watch that anime on ice skating sometime. Because apparently they're both really good. I mean, the only... Just off the top of my head, like, thinking of, like, strong anime characters, you know, like a a Sailor Moon type, even though I never watched that, but, like, I know them. uh, Elfin Lead. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that one. I've actually never seen Elfin Lead. But I, I know of it. She's I know she's a like pretty strong five minutes. Yeah, she's a pretty strong female character. Uh, yes, I would she say. is. Um, also, is crazy. very interesting power set of basically invisible psychic claws that yes. fuck your day up. Uh, and uh, the uh, I've only seen a f- the first few uh, episodes, but there's a there's a girl on uh, Attack on Titan. That's oh, part of the uh, uh, the, oh the anti Titan team. Mikasa. Yes. AKA the only Japanese woman in that entire series. But yeah, she's but, she's pretty badass too. Oh, she's great. She's a she's a total bat she basically takes down like a group of Titans by herself because she's super cool. Yeah, and that's why I why I think you know we're drawn to the major because she is you know it's like she's not being sexualized in the movie despite like being naked half the time like she's being naked as a a way of utilizing her camouflage because if she was wearing the coat although that it didn't make sense because that guy she was chasing had a camouflage coat they probably could have made one for her and she Oh, I'm sure they could have. But I think that might be a different style of camouflage. I don't know. It's weird. Like She's not like she's not made to be a sexualized character, even though in the manga uh, there is a scandalous panel of her engaging in a uh, lesbian e-sex orgy that apparently was excised from uh, certain American versions of the manga. But that does bring up something that also makes me like her. Uh, she is a bi- bisexual character, which is one of the things... Like, there are a few things that make me instantly go instantly give characters points and having that sort of dual sexuality is something that I go huh that's interesting I'm going to read more and see how this is done well I I, I noticed one other thing that it's odd that the uh, 
the American version changed her opening line to uh, saying, like, you know, uh, when Bato tells her, you know, like, oh, you've got a lot of static in your brain or something. The original Japanese line was, it's that time of the month. But the American dub changed it to, must be a loose wire. I forgot about that. That's... Yeah. I think that's that's more her character. Yeah, I agree. And at the same time, the 95 Ghost in the Shell movie, going back to the dialogue, uh, they struggled to dub that in English. Like, that was a that was a slog, apparently, to try to get through. Because, you know, they didn't have enough mouth movements to be able to, like, do full emotional lines. Right. Well, Ashes, you've, you've got... Uh, I know you've got a lot of thoughts on this, uh, on this character. What, uh, besides just seeing the movie, what in your research uh, has helped you form an opinion on, on who the major is? Well, the fact that she is the pretty much the only female in some of these, um, like in the movie, there were a lot of scenes where she was the only female. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and from what I understand of the of the, I'm going to say it wrong, the the manga, the manga, manga, manga. Yes, <laughs> it's however you want to pronounce it. I've I know people who pronounce anime as anime, and I've just been like, all right, you pronounce it the way you want. You do you. That's the right answer. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, try living with an angry nerd. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually it's pronounced a different way. Um, actually, Petsy, the character's name is Matoko Kusanagi. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I don't know, she just it seems to, the way she's presented, you know what I mean? Like, there's no frills to her character. She's just, like, the first time you see her, like, in the movie, she's just presented as a total badass. And it's like, how empowering is that to be a chick watching this being like, dude, yeah, fuck yeah. You know? Yeah. She just, like, Doesn't jumps matter. off a building, and but not even jumps, just falls. And, like, backwards. Like, hello. Like, she doesn't even look to see where she's going. Like, that's just, I mean, there's just so many different, like, empowering parts of this movie and yep. that made me interested in learning more like I definitely want to check out the, the a series and I know exactly what outfit you're talking about because I looked up you know some pictures and stuff and I was like oh dude the first thing I noticed was her hair I'm like yeah <laughs> like yeah, you go girl awesome. right but then you know it's the coat and the boots and everything like she's yeah just... and the the weird I mean it does look like a one piece swimsuit doesn't it it does it really does um but the fact that you know like you said the fact that she is commanding of all of these male characters and she has their respect and you know she doesn't have to like fight for her voice to be heard I just thought that was so cool and almost so so progressive at the time really um, you know uh, for the character to be presented in such a way uh-huh. um, so I do have a couple of questions for you before we wrap things up okie dokie if you like what three adjectives would you use to describe the major's character Hmm. I would say 
I would say she is would it would would someone being a tactician be an adjective? Uh, she is a strategic. I think tactician uh, works. Yeah, tactician. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She is calculating, but also is of an intelligence to a point. Yes. To where she is a good soldier. She in the series she has some uh, that. There's another point in the series that makes me kind of love her, where uh, a bunch of kids have stolen uh, medical like replacement organs, and uh, they were going to sell them off to the yakuza, which are you know the Japanese gangsters that Takeshi Miike likes to make movies about. Mm-hmm. You know, see see Atomic Age Media this week where they talk about uh, they talk about his gangster work plug plug um mentioned but, it on uh, talk without rhythm as well this week oh yeah he did too el goro that man has an amazing voice right? <laughs> uh, it, i've listened to that guy for like three years now and his voice has continued to enthrall me so just on a quick side note i heard a rumor that you might be making it up to rock and check this year depending on how things go with my job but there are plans in place to, if everything goes right and the stars align, I will be making my way up to Worcester, Massachusetts, a.k.a. Necronomicon, to partake in this thing that I heard so much about last year. Oh, that would be amazing because our, our good buddy El Goro will be there. I think I would be extremely shy around him. <laughs> hey, if Nicole can deal with him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes, but I feel like I would have that have have that almost like senpai noticed me moment and almost faint. <laughs> and anyway, I want to go back to back, back yeah, on track. Yeah, I, I keep I tangent, keep interrupting. Tangent Thursday, but. Uh, there's a scene where basically she chases this group of kid, this one. Most of the kids have been taken down at this point, but she chases one to a warehouse. And you get to hear the voice actor basically go like, he's trying to weasel his way out of it. And she goes, no, that's not going to work. The Yakuza, if you screw us over, we want blood. And she basically is suddenly in front of him, and there is a knife, and it seemed like she had stabbed him, and he faints. But she just stabbed like a container of artificial blood behind him and walks off all cool saying, you know, if I was the Yakuza, he wouldn't be breathing right now. (laughs) And it's just such a such a moment of like you go, all right, yeah, good, good on you, Major, for being a good person and not taking out this scumbag who's just kind of a dumb kid. Whereas you see in the movie where she takes that guy's head out with a bullet. Yeah. Because <laughs> that guy kind of deserves it. Yeah, he was a jerk just from the was couple a- minutes I saw of him. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that 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 movie has so many layers that you would have to watch it, like, an insane amount of times to be able to fully understand it. So I'm just glad you guys enjoyed it. And, Nicole, I hope you get a chance to I check will. it out. Um, Along with the series, I think actually the series might be on Netflix, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Um, I do have one more question before we start wrapping things up. So with 
um, the 2017 film that's coming out like tomorrow. What are your What are your thoughts of the Scarlett Johansson casting, and what do you expect, or what would you like to see in the film from your knowledge of the entire manga series? Mm, what do I expect with her casting? Well, okay. I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, I don't mind that they casted a white woman in a role that may have got, may have been better sent to a woman of Japanese descent because mm-hmm. it's anime. Mm-hmm. Those characters are legitimately drawn to be almost like racially neutral to a, to a point. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, at, at least at, at least in a certain point. And I, I am nowhere near politically correct enough to put that into a phrase that would make people think that I'm right. So what I will say is I'm okay with her casting. Um, I'm all right with her voice, but she's too much. She feels too much like Black Widow still. Mm-hmm. And like that's great. I love her in those movies, but I'm like, but I worry that she's not gonna. It's not gonna come off great. But I'm still going to go see it. I'm still going to give it a legit chance. And what do I want to see out of the movie? I kind of want to see them at least try to do the... At least the last part of the movie where she's fighting the giant tank. Because that would be awesome. That, that would be an amazing final act to this movie. Because, I mean, just that that fight is great. And I feel like that would be the perfect way to end it. No matter what's in the middle act. Mm-hmm. End it with that big tank fight, and nine times out of ten, I'm pretty sure I'm going to come out going, alright, it was it was good. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Blah. Well, I, I was going to ask you about that. I'm glad Nicole did. Because um, I was going to ask Nicole's thoughts on that. Because Nicole being a... Uh, a young lady of the Asian persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm half Asian, but all right. I was going to ask what your your thoughts were on on it because I when I, I first saw it, yeah. I I thought that she looked just like the character. Yeah, like I could see because we had talked about like Scarlett Johansson has the big eyes and they, a lot of like the illustration has like those like. Big eyes, small nose, small lips kind of features. But like like you said, I can see where the like the black widow training, like that vibe is in there. I when I was looking into this film, I was like, is this an, like another thing of Lucy? Because it kind of has some of that vibe. Oh, to don't it. talk to me about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you unlock 100% of your brain and you're gonna you can become a god shit yeah I, like that movie was just a bad somebody watched Akira and thought that that would be cool is yeah. my opinion well it would be cool but uh, live action Akira would be amazing but I worry that well, last, we wouldn't do it justice well the last I heard they were thinking about doing it and Robert Pattinson was going to play Tetsuo and I was like nope go fuck yourself <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want him. I kind of want to hear him scream Canada. No, I don't want to see I'm him. flubbing <laughs> a Japanese name. I don't want to see him anywhere near that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't mind like what you, like you had said, like the role is kind of, you know, 
gen not gender neutral but Ra like race, racial racially racial neutral. Yeah. Um I think it's great. I think, you know, to have a a big name kind of also opens up this whole world of manga and the anime. I think that's a great way, kind of like a bridge where people probably don't know anything about it, but like they love Scarlett Johansson, so they might think, huh, maybe I'll, you know, dip my toes into this whole thing. So, I yeah. Mean, I mean, it, it, it's, there's like pros and cons to it. I'm, I'm, I feel like I don't really have a good enough say to make a, like, opinion for it but right i i don't i don't think i have a i don't have enough knowledge to yeah. have the the say of oh this is fine yeah or I think, oh this is bad yeah i could see like i can understand the financial aspects of it because you know obviously hollywood they're gonna put someone who's big but then take material that is so like sacred to a lot of fans not so, only sacred but extremely it's it's hard to get in unless you want to sit down and read something yeah. about philosophy. Yeah, it's so you have that bridge where I can I like I can understand why they're doing it, but then it's like, do you really want to take that step? So like there is pros and cons to it. I mean, I'm interested yep. enough to see it, but I mean, I rather start from the ground up, learn about it from reading the material, watching other materials where it's really in its true nature, in like the Japanese form. Yeah, anything yeah. that has companion reading like <coughs> Simulacra and Simulation, you know, is, is going to be very yeah. interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, there is one thing that I wanted to pull out because I did do a lot of research oh, yeah. to try to create a timeline for you guys. Oh yeah, pull, pull and it out. I and then I realized... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll let... Mm. I'm not. We I'm wearing my skull and crossbones pajama pants right now. I was going to say this is radio, not video. Fly on them. So, uh, but I tried, and it's re was really hard. So I looked to see, oh, did somebody Ooh, do now. this for me? And basically, somebody did. And there's a lot of points in this timeline, but basically, it boils down to this: the Ghost in the Shell movies, standalone complex series, and Arise OVAs, which are known as original voice at original voice animations uh, are all different interpretations of the source material slash manga. Ghost in the Shell 2.0, Ghost in the Shell slash 2.0 and Innocence are set in the same universe and I wouldn't recommend to, I would wa recommend to watch them first as they have the strongest story and production values. Standalone Complex series has its own separate universe and is more of a crime series where the movies are more philosophical. And the Arise OVA series is also completely separate from both the movies and series, but somewhat serves as a spiritual prequel to both. And that's basically the summary I was able to get for the Ghost in the Shell adaptations of the manga. Cool. Yes. So they're not all connected, but think of it along the lines of as alternate universes where one is more of a philosophical take and one is more of a crime story and on a on a on a any given day i would watch the series but if i had to be if i really wanted to dig into some philosophical shit i'd watch the movies okay yeah and i haven't seen arise yet i kept meaning to to watch it but i wasn't able to find it like where i could pay for it yeah this is you know, I like to make sure that I pay for my media now. I'm not 
I'm not 20 years old torrenting my animu anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Reading my bad fan translations of mangas on the interwebs. All right. Well, I think that's going to pretty much wrap up our uh, our discussion of the major for for today. Um, you know, obviously, if you have any feedback, if you have anything you want to add to the conversation, definitely hit us up on Twitter or on the Facebook page. Um, we're going to take Can't a quick see, break. What is your Twitter? Uh, my Twitter is uh, at Patrick Rahal. And then you can also hit Ashes up at Miss Von Nightmare or Agent Cole at Nick Ta- Nicky Tompkins or me at Worgen Riku. Just in case, since we're leaving the second segment, just in case you cut, you don't stick around for the third. What? Who wouldn't want to stick around for the third? Crazy. I don't people. know. You never know. Well, Some that's, people. That's what I was going to ask. You know, we're going to go to a quick break. Uh, do you want to hang around? Because we've got a very interesting voicemail and email, and I think. Uh, you might enjoy this this uh, voicemail because there's a, a, a very specific question that uh, if you have, I if you have a would chance. be honored to stick around for the third segment. Awesome. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and uh, thank you for dropping your knowledge, and uh, we will be right back with uh, some feedback and our uh, closing arguments. Do you love a scary story? Do you love to dance? Monster Hunts at Midnight is a collection of dark songs about sex, love, death, revenge, and the end of the world. Brought to you by the world's greatest monster hunting electroshock band, The Deads. This is Bobby Chains, Uncle Polly, from the Unchained Podcast, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday, hashtag Team Nicole. Be there or be Arthur. Patrick Rahal in the motherfucking mouse. Patrick Rahal in the motherfucking mouse. Sorry, Patsy. I know you're in the house. No, no, that's okay. Actually, uh, El El Goro. Actually, uh, I I left a an email for El Goro, and he referred to me as Patrick Rahal, the motherfucking mouse. So uh, unprompted, without the music. So uh, at least I, you know, I've got a reputation. Yeah, well, you know, not many people have a song on the fly from the Deadites, uh, Dynamo Mars, and Tiny White. Yeah. And- which I actually went back and listened to that episode because I was like, I need to know the origin of this song. And <laughs> <laughs> And I'd never listened to any of the old trick-or-treat radios, so I was like, this is a weird format, and 
MZ isn't through the whole show? What? Yeah, we leave like halfway this through. weird. And who's this weird guy, Tiny White, that they're all talking about? I don't, I don't know. It's a weird era. I don't understand. There's no chat room. Yeah, this is this is a long. This is like almost four years ago at this point. Yeah, right. Episode, Man of Steel was out. Episode sixty-eight. That's uh, all the boys love Larry Fine. My first ever podcast. So Aww. really, Wolfie, this is all your fault. <laughs> Hopefully it didn't hurt too much. <laughs> All right, so... Oh, Wolfie, is my volume okay? I've been sitting here thinking, oh my god, I think I've been clipping this entire episode. Nope, you're good. I got you okay. got you on the board, so I can control volume on, on your end if I need to, but you've been fun. Woo, just don't cut my mic. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never no, yours. Uh, the only mic we cut is, is Patsy, Patsy. Yeah. so don't yeah. worry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so... We we did get a couple pieces of feedback. Uh, we got an email from uh, Chris G. And Chris G. He says, credited as one of the forebears of bringing to Western culture the idea that cartoons could be for more than children's films alongside such works as Akira. Ghost in the Shell stands as a beacon in the annals of anime. Its story is timeless, delving into the concept that perhaps man and machine aren't that different and blurring the line between the two. It's often compared to Blade Runner in what it's brought to the table as far as, an op- as opening a genre to the whole concept of cyberpunk. The story itself has been retold many times, as is often the case with anime series from the 80s and 90s, continuing stories or at least retelling them, and almost all of its renditions are beautifully done, well thought out, planned, and executed stories. This brings us to the crux of the discussion, the new live-action movie that's coming out. To begin with, anime fans are notoriously on live-action adaptations of their beloved works. Oh, yeah. And with good reason, as oftentimes, movie makers seem to miss the mark on catching what made the original idea work so well. Time and time again, we see once great ideas reduced to vapid subplots trying to desperately cash in on fandom's love of a series or at least create enough drama to attract people to what all the fuss is about, like Suicide Squad. Rarely are the adaptations into live action actually decent, and from what, what's been released about the make, makeovers to the Ghost in the Shell series, often shortened to GITS, it gives one reason to worry. For one reason, the filmmakers wanted to take Scarlett Johansson look more Eastern, bringing the idea of whitewashing so they could have a major Hollywood name attached to the project instead of hiring some, someone Japanese to play a Japanese character. Hate that word. <laughs> this be- this becomes even further mired in controversy when the filmmakers decide to take out a very key element in the story. Ghost in the Shell, the original story, takes place in not too distant future of Japan and reflects the societal changes with leaps and bounds technology is brought and how human cyborgs and androids deal with this. Instead, we're going to be treated to a s- the story taking place in America, which at least in one series has actually become a monarchy. These aren't yes, it has. Cos- uh, yeah. Sorry. And it's okay. These aren't just cosmetic changes. This changes the nature of the story in huge ways, and honestly, not for the better. Every few years, Hollywood, as well as other overseas film industries, takes a stab at cashing in on an anime film. Instead of backing a well-done, well-loved piece as an animation, they hack and slash a story to bits and glue it together in a reimagining of the work. What do we get? We get Dragon Ball Evolution or Attack on Titan. Dragon Ball Evolution was utter garbage. Uh, These Attack on Titan was so bad. I haven't seen it yet. Don't, don't ruin <laughs> yourself. Save yourself, Patsy. Don't. 
don't be like me. These are flash-in-the-pan failures that really don't do the original works the justice they deserve. Personally, I'm not going to bother. It's just not worth my time. So Chris seems to be uh, not a fan of you know what we had just discussed right before the break of right. the, the casting of uh, Scarlett Johansson as the main. Using that word, I hate. Yeah, but unfortunately, it's something that has it, become. It's a commonly instilled. used word, and it's yeah. fine. It's just I don't like it because I just I just don't like it. Right. I have specific examples, have but this isn't this isn't the time nor the place. No, but yeah. uh, and you don't you don't have to like it. And again, you know, there is nothing that's going to have universal appeal. So, uh, if you are the type of person who uh, decides that you don't want to see the film because it deviates too much from what you know, or if you're a completionist that you know maybe you don't want to see the film, but you feel like you owe it to you know, the source material to see how different this is. I mean, there's a lot that's, of different arguments. That's me. Yeah, there's a lot of different arguments for and against going to see, you know, a reimagining or a remake or a retelling or a continuation of a story. That, you know what, I'm just, at this point, I'm just curious to see what they do. I mean, good or bad, it's literally they have this swath of uh, idea fodder that you could take from, and I'm like, what are you, what is Hollywood cherry-picking out of this honestly very good grove of ideas to make into the fruit salad that would be the live action ghost in the shell movie <laughs> and it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh how that uh, how that turns out yeah now, we do have a voicemail from longtime listener and good friend of the show evil corny hashtag team evil corny Evil corny. Uh, and on, on Halloween, he's evil candy corny. <laughs> but he has a question for us. So, uh, Wolfie, if you, if you please. Sometimes uh, SpeakPipe likes to play games. So just give me one quick second. I have to download it first. Like ravenous, ravenous. Okay, ravenous. well, so uh, vamping for time. Vamping for time. Uh, Ashes, <laughs> what? Uh, what? What's your drink of choice for podcasting tonight? Uh, well, right now, I because we are recording on a Tuesday evening. I am guzzling down and getting crunk on some Powerade Zero. <laughs> yeah, Powerade Zero. R- Rick was a pro at this. That was a good stall. I, I got it all set right now. <laughs> awesome. So here we go. And I opened the wrong thing. <laughs> like, not, that's a not, picture of tiny white. Not the Deadites flyer. <laughs> but, it's a, but it's not unusual for me to have a bottle of Merlot. Usually Merlot, something red. Yeah, I, That's what I imagined you would drink. But uh, Agent Nicole, uh, you know, I have a quick question. Because, you know, yeah. on your on your art for your podcast, you have a chaunty red cap. And I'm wondering, is that a, is that a reference to Agent Carter? It is. And uh, we will talk about that in a little bit because we got a segue. Yes, for, we do. For that. Oh, boy. I can't wait. All right. Here is the voicemail for real. Hey, guys. This is Evil Courtney. I have a question for you all. If you all had the opportunity to replace one body part with a cybernetic <laughs> oh my God. Um, enhancement... <laughs> What would it be? Boy. Uh, that's all I wanted. I hadn't called her. You know, I you all in a while. I just wanted to, you know, have a voice over the podcast. Yeah, have a good one. Well, evil corny. Well, 
Well, uh, the, the first, the, the, the low hanging fruit is obviously to go with oh, the Robo Dong. The low f- yeah. hanging fruit? <laughs> Robo King Dong? Yeah. Robo King Dong. <laughs> I thought so, that was weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But uh, for me, if I were to replace a part of me with cybernetics, I don't know. I think back to the uh, the episode of Futurama where Fry gets the robot devil's hands. Yeah, but you only get one limb. Yeah. Well, it just said part. I mean, say. Yeah. You know, like one arm or one leg. I mean, I could be the if I I could get one arm and I could cosplay as the Winter Soldier very convincingly. Or you could be um, what was his name? The guy from Bionic Commando. Commando. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Can't think of his name. But oh yeah. God, I can't think of it either. Extensomatic arms. Commando. Yeah. Let's call him gra- it was a grapple 3. arm. Let's just yeah. call him Carl. Bob. We'll call him Carl. <laughs> Carl the Bionic Commando. I think it's like Alan Spencer. It's something Spencer. Sounds, something Spencer uh, sounds right, but yeah, he's on. He's on the Marvel versus Capcom. I think it's I don't know. Bill the Turkey Baster Kurbinski. Nathan Spencer. I was close. Ah, Nathan Spencer. Good. Nathan Rad Spencer. Rad. <laughs> the Rad stands for radical. The Rad stands for random acts doing. Done. Acts done. All right, so I I'm gonna say if I were to replace any part of my body with cybernetics, uh, probably, cybernetic ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would probably say my brain, so I could do multiple complex angry nerd things uh, c- concurrently. That's what I would yeah, go but, with. But then Patsy, someone could hack your brain. It's true. Nobody would want to. No. <laughs> Say that, but I had to recently antivirus my grandma's laptop because somebody decided it was a good idea to hack her. Well, it's because she spent it all those time in the offshore poker uh, poker rooms. I wish my grandma the knew how Cayman to do that. Islands. <laughs> <laughs> Gambling in the Cayman Islands. Gambling yeah. on Hialeah. Um, Agent Nicole, how about you? I'm torn between cybernetic hair. No, <laughs> probably ears. You joke. So I can hear better. Yeah, because you be cool. you do have an issue here. Like I'll be talking to you for five minutes. You'll be like, huh? Because <laughs> yeah, I just tune you out. That's God. true. Your voice has damaged you over time. Sometimes. <laughs> well, true. actually, earlier today he was talking to me. I'm like, you have to go to the other ear. My other my my left ear is kind of clogged up at the moment. I literally had to walk from one side of a desk to the other side of the desk so I could have a conversation with her. Yeah, I think it it would be either ears or eyes. Mm. Smashles. What part would I make cybernetic? Patrick's dong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then it would be cold and oh. Oh, no, no, I probably have you seen um Austin Powers, the Fembots? Oh, no, machine yeah. gun boobs. Yes, I want machine gun boobs. Oh, I want to change my answer. <laughs> you, you only get one answer. I want machine gun boobs too. <laughs> Riku, your turn, buddy. Okay. Initially, I thought you know, biotic tongue, so I could you know talk without without flubbing my words. Without I do rhythm. That a lot. 
I have this weird thing where my brain wants to say all these words all at once, and it all comes out in a weird melange of language. Like apotheosis? But, yeah. Uh, but to be, to be real, I would get a cybernetic left eye because my current one doesn't work very well. So this way, I would be replacing a bad part with a good part. Plus, it might come with like an X-ray vision mode, or like Ooh. laser. No, all all cybernetic eyes have lasers. Like they that's have just to. that's It'd just like, a rule. Like Supergirl, just like piss me off. I'll just laser eye you. Or Cyclops. Oh Ooh, my god! Yeah. Laser boobs. <laughs> laser, <laughs> laser boobs. Uh, Patsy, you you've wasted a point here because if you got the if you got the Robo Dong, you might be able to detach it and wow, lightsaber. Ooh, that's true. <laughs> and it has a good, uh, it would have a great pommel. That's true. <laughs> but the humming sound might be off-putting. <laughs> the humming sound would be very off-putting. Oh, I'm so disturbed right now. Wolfie, no. uh, aside from the robo-dong, what are you, uh, you going to go with? Um, that's a, I haven't even thought about it. Um, hmm. And it's got to be, he said one body part, right? So you can't do both arms. It's got to be like one. Yeah, yeah that's okay. kind of what we're going just, with. Just making sure. Um, either eyes or ears, I'd say. That's what uh, Nicole said. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's a tough one. I guess I guess let's go with this. Since, since you know, uh, I need to be able to produce at the highest possible level for a long time. Let's go with... Uh, Robo ears, so I can get the perfect mix all the time. Okay, everything would be the perfect pitch. <laughs> so, and this goes to—I uh, know it wasn't specifically for everybody at home, but you know, people at home, you know, uh, what would you go with? Do you, you know, want a us. robo dong? I mean, you can go with the robo dong. You know, like—is it like the extensomatic version? Is it you know? Is it like the version from Futurama where Hermes kept replacing his human body parts? That's true. Everything was yeah. there. And he had the, he Cyloned his dick. Yeah, he did Cylon his dick. There's some things that don't need to be Cyloned. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, that was a great episode. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, so you know the drill, Riku. We're going to do our, uh, our closing statements. And if you'd like to hang out with us the rest of the... Uh, Last oh no! I would I would love to get to hear that part live. Oh, all right. And we got a battle. And we have yeah. The, yeah there's so a battle. We've only got a few more minutes left, but uh, you know, I think I think we can uh, get this all together. So let's start with the Agent Nicole files. I think that'd be a good one to start with because we haven't had an Agent Nicole files because she's been in jail. <laughs> so we need to catch <laughs> up on Agent Nicole files. So are you are you ready to bed? You're going anyway. Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> I hit the button. This is happening right. <laughs> Agent, Agent Nicole. Nicole. All right. I am back for my Agent Nicole files because Yay! I was because too busy. <laughs> too busy. Too busy. <laughs> too busy fondling Benedict on the match. So, aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Anyways, back to the back to my files because I'm just getting distracted. Um, I'll do two because I'll make up for the one I didn't do last week or uh, two weeks ago. 
also, there's a new television show. I know Ashes has been watching it. It's on FXX, and it's um, a Ryan Murphy uh, television show. It's a miniseries with um, Jessica Lange and Susan Sarandon called Feud. It is about the feud, the infamous feud between Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. And it has Stanley Tucci. It has... Um, Catherine Santa Jones, Kathy Bates is in it. Some fantastic, act. it's just wonderful. I, Ashes, do you have any anything to add to that? They do such a good job at making Susan Sarandon and Jessica Lang actually look like Betty Davis and Joan yeah. Crawford. Uh, somebody definitely did their homework. Yeah. And it's it's just awesome. Plus, I mean. It, fucking Stanley Tucci. Like, oh my who God. doesn't love Stanley Tucci? Stanley Tucci is wonderful. Right? Plus, it's just really fun to say Tucci. Tucci. So, Tucci. you know, Stanley Tucci. <laughs> but, yeah. Let's Feud go is, to Bertucci's for lunch. Uh, but, yeah, Feud is absolutely... From, I'm only I'm only a couple of episodes in yeah. right now, um, and I'm loving it. Like, I know. I, I can't wait to see more. I think one of my favorite parts so far is where... Betty or <laughs> Susan Sarandon's character as Betty Davis, she comes out of the car and this lady's like, "Oh, we have a question for you." And she's like, "What's your name?" And she's like, "Sylvia." Fuck off, Sylvia! And like the camera, <laughs> the camera bulb just like explodes. Like that's a wonderful moment on the show. If you haven't seen it, you can watch. Nicole it. just ruined it for you. Yeah, well, there's plenty more that we haven't seen yet. So definitely take a look on it. It's on um, the interwebs. And um, I want to talk about a few podcasts that I cur- currently listen to. So over the past couple months, I've talked about a few that I've listened to, like um, Up and Vanish, My Dad Wrote a Porno. Um, so here's some, a few more that I've got. My Dad Wrote a Porno. I'd Up and Vanish, too. <laughs> Anyways, um, what, a really good one. It's an audio fiction drama called Secrets, Crimes, and Audio Tapes. It's really good if you're into history um just really good stuff uh you must remember this it's a storytelling podcast exploring the secrets and forgotten histories of hollywood's first century so they talk about like marilyn monroe humphrey bogart like the lost old hollywood and then the last one is a really really nice one um it's a dedication to jeremy jeremy mcfarlane and slagoth they have like this new little like um I think it's just like a hangout podcast kind of thing. Um, oh my god, I'm having a uh, cabal corner. Thank you, cabal corner. Um, I've been listening to it. It is wonderful. It's a wonderful podcast slash audio fun time. It's you guys, Jeremy and Jeremy Slagoth and Jeremy McFarland. You guys have a wonderful friendship, and it's wonderful to hear. And I personally. It's it's nice for me because it's I feel like I'm getting to know you guys more on a deeper level and um, keep doing it. You guys rock! It's wonderful. I can't wait to hear what you have for storage for later for later episodes. They had um, speaking of evil corny. They had evil corny on yeah, one of their episode episodes. Two, yeah, um, so that was fun. And they pretty much just kind of like have a drink and shoot the shit and when you're listening to it it's like you're having a cocktail with them so it's kind of cool I didn't even know this was a thing oh yes yeah they have I need to I need to be subscribed to this now but I feel like they missed the prime branding of Jeremy and Jeremy (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um definitely if you can get with 
uh, Jerry Mc- McFarland. I'm sure he'll send you some links to the. Um, yeah, to he's the on audio. Twitter. Yeah, so it's re- it's really wonderful. It's it's just nice to hear. It's refreshing because I listen to a lot of crime podcasts. Like I'm I'm a manicist for like the really bad like murders and shit. So to listen to this, it's like refreshing for my ears because. It's you know, Nicole, you should try listening to some other podcasts. Uh, shit. I was going to do something, but now I can't remember what I was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to plug my friends over at Cinema Chat Podcast, who are going to be doing, a, well, they will have already done by now their Ghost in the Shell anime episode. Nice. And they're going to do the Ghost in the Shell live action film for their show for this week. So, um, just plugging just making sure I get as many plugs in there for people yeah. that I like. As I yeah. Can. And, and anytime you have out. anything to tell me, like oh. any like podcast, like this goes to anybody. Like I love listening to different podcasts throughout the day at work. So just send me recommendations, things that you love, things that you think I would enjoy. So that way she doesn't have to talk to Patsy. Yeah, right. basically <laughs> yeah. I, I get to tune him out at work. And I do, I do want to say uh, real quick that, you know, I don't have an issue with anybody you know, if you want to uh, plug another podcast, or you know, you want to post something to our, our Facebook page and say, "Hey, this is a this is a podcast I think folks might dig based on you know what you're doing." Like because you know through Twitter, we've been you know uh, other other folks have promoted our shows and and our tweets and and our information. So I have no problem having other uh, you know promoting other people's stuff as well because that's really what it's all about. Like that's how podcasts get out there. Everybody. You know, word of mouth. You know, I tell you that you tell two friends, and they tell two friends, and it's just like that AT and T commercial from the eighties. Yeah, I mean, that's how I even got into podcasting. Was I was listening to one episode, one show, then they had one guy on from another show, and I went and listened to his show, and his show led me to another show, and then somehow through the melange of the internet, I ended up listening to Trick or Treat Radio. And it's then a, it's a downward spiral. It's it like really a, it's is. It's like the Kevin Bacon of podcasting. <laughs> the theory of centrality. Yep. Yeah, Trick or Treat Radio is the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> so I think next we should get into the Von Nightmare Vineyard, and we do have a special... Speaking of Jeremy McFarlane, that's who did our theme here. So uh, let's hear Jeremy's theme and hear what Ashes has to say about wine. On Vaughn Nightmare Vineyards, we are going to lighten it up a bit. Uh, we're going to talk about rosé, uh, something that I don't typically drink because I'm not a huge fan of it. However, a vineyard, a brand that I'm particularly fond of, has released a limited release of rosé for spring. It is Apothic. It is the Apothic Rosé. It is described as... A blend of strawberry and watermelon with a hint of raspberry for a refreshing wine that is light in color yet dark in nature. And I just, I just, I actually really enjoy it. Um, For me, most rosés have kind of like a bitter aftertaste to it. And 
being a fan of red wines, I do enjoy some bitterness, but I don't know. It just, it just, sometimes it just takes, tastes a little off to me, but this Apothic Rosé is actually fantastic. It's not super bitter. It's very light on the palate. It tasted, it, it, it complimented the smart food white cheddar popcorn that I was eating while drinking this very nicely. Um, I can imagine it would go great with any like fish dishes or pasta dishes. I definitely recommend that you chill it before consuming it. Um, and it's just, it's a gorgeous blush color and the bottle is so cool looking it has like a apothic usually has a darker label and this one has a has a white label to it but it's just it still has kind of like that gothic look to it it's just absolutely gorgeous and i can't i can't say enough good things about it so yeah apothic rosé definitely uh look it up it's a limited release uh, we bought it for under 10 bucks so pick it up yeah, it's a, that's a treat for those of you who uh, follow along to uh, Trick or Treat Radio. It's a, it's uh, a. I, w- I would give amazing. it a. I would give it a platinum chain. <laughs> we'll oh, we'll drink is, again. Is that the good one or the bad one? Right? <laughs> that's the good one. That's the good one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll just uh, offer a, a thank you because uh, uh, Patsy. I, I don't know who's responsible. I'm assuming all you guys, Patsy, uh, Nicole, and Ashes, brought a uh, bottle of. Uh, apothic rosé for for me and uh and my my uh my lady t-dog so mm-hmm. that's much most appreciated oh, that's sweet yeah we just like to you know we just like to share it you know <laughs> well we know she's a huge apothic fan she is yes and i don't know if uh you know you guys have had a chance to get out to a we have not a tried wine that. store yeah i say i'm not sure if rosé speaks to speaks to t-dog at all but um this one is it's good it's yeah, very good yeah. so mm-hmm. i recommend it pick it up I'll have her give a review. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> have her call in a voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> call in a voicemail. A little, little cross promotion. So there's only one section left of our uh, trilogy of error. So, so you can uh, sh- turn off now. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, See you next Thursday. Stick around for Patsy's super science facts. And, and also you guys have a battle. Yes. So you yes. have to stay for the battle. Two battle. segments. So... Is it time, Patsy? It's time. Okay. From the blackness of space, timeless from the void, you terrified to learn of Patsy's science facts. (laughs) Well, today I have a couple of things that I was looking at and... um, I don't think we've ever talked about this, but uh, string theory. Uh, string theory says that beyond molecules, beyond atoms, even smaller and smaller and smaller, you know, because as you go, it's like, well, what makes up this? You know, if this is there, how did, you know, what is this made up? Like, people are made of atoms, and what are atoms made of? And what makes that up? And so on and so on. And you go to quarks and gluons and things like that. So this says that. A uh, string theory says that strings are the smallest things, and there's really no way to know what they are made up of because they are so incredibly... uh, It's hard to wrap your mind around how small these things are. So if you were to take a hydrogen atom and make it the size of the observable universe, which is 13 billion light years, okay... If you were to do that, now we all know how tiny 
atoms are from the Greek word atomos, uh, which means uh, like undiv- indivisible, I believe. Something like you can't split it any further. Like that's as small as it goes because that's at the time, that's what it was. But we all know that splitting an atom leads to the most destructive weapon that uh, we have ever harnessed. Kabang. Yup. Indeed, kabang. But as long as you hop into your refrigerator, you and the gophers will be fine. Just shut up. That movie doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Stop saying lies. Um, so if you were to take a hydrogen atom and make it the size of the observable universe, so instead of being as you know incredibly small as it is, it is now 13.7 billion light years, which means if you were to go from one end to the other, traveling at 186,000 miles per second, it would take you... 13 billion years to get from one end to the other a string would be the size of a tree so within think a making it the size of the observable universe it would be the size of a tree a string would be the size of a tree wow yes so that's, it gives you an idea that's, of how small that's nigh infinitesimal yes and so that, <laughs> we can't figure out what uh, is what makes strings up, but we've gotten down there, down to that part. And there's no way to actually look at a string without Not magic that I'm aware of. I, I mean, let, let's be honest here. Someday someone's going to realize the power to control the strings, and we're just in trouble. That person will be named the Puppet Master because they'll be pulling all the strings. Shit, I was going to say something like that. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! Yeah. There's the third one, Wolfie. Yeah, it wasn't me. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, that being said, uh, it's almost time to close up this episode, but we would like to thank greatly our, our, our special guest, Mr. Riku, Riku, thank you so much for uh, appearing on the show and thank you for having me. giving us Absolutely. some knowledge because otherwise our show would have been about uh, six minutes long uh, because we don't know it's, much about the major. It's completely okay. Um, I'm happy I was able to. Co- I'm happy you invited me. You're well, always you know, welcome nice to, on the, the show. That's oh yeah, very we nice. will have you back. I definitely think that you and I need to uh, chat about Bender. We do. Uh, you also at one point shot the idea to me of you want to do an episode for Armin from uh, from uh, Attack on Titan. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, so I need to watch more of that show first. Season two is on the horizon, and like, I need to go back. I'm so dusty on my lore for Attack on Titan that I need to go back and do a dive on that. So, um, I know you don't get to vote on the uh, the Facebook page, so we can take your vote live. Ooh, you can be the first voting. person to vote on this uh, on this battle. Ashes, would you like to uh, reveal this week's battle? Are you ready, Ashes? Are you ready to count it out? Yeah. Ready? Ready? One, one, Thir- one two, two, three. three. It's a motherfucking throwdown. You got that part good. Now you just got to work on your countdown <laughs> skills. Shut up. It was good. Baby steps. Yay. Baby steps. Hey. You got the important part there. right. We're getting there. So it's this week's battle, we have the major 
versus Neo from The Matrix. Whoa. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. I know Kung Fu. Right? Yeah. Show me. So oh, That's so cool. That first movie's great. It is. <laughs> it, it is. I, I like, like all three. I do dig the three of them. I have a... Uh, uh, I got this at That's Entertainment. It's a... Uh, it's a little like an acrylic case that has a bust of Neo and Ooh. then eight discs. So it's the movie and then the special features and then the animatrix, like the whole animatrix Oof. and then uh, like a bonus disc. And I actually, I was, I was trying to figure out, uh, this is years ago, I was trying to figure out what movie I wanted to go see and it was either going to be Dreamcatcher, The Core, or Tears of the Sun. And I ended up going to see Dreamcatcher because Dreamcatcher. Oh, well, Dreamcatcher uh, had the final flight of the Osiris playing before it. So oh, that's, that's so cool. That's what made up my mind. Seeing that on the big screen would have been awesome. It was, and that's oh, how I chose jealous. those <laughs> between those three movies. That's how I chose. I'd, I'd sit through Dreamcatcher if I got to watch that. <laughs> I know that this, movie's terrible. I know this episode is already inflated, but I, since Riku's here, and you, you just mentioned the Matrix, I wanted to bring up. Uh, there's a really awesome Matrix video game that are we are we talking Enter the Matrix? Yes. Ah, oh, that game's so good. Yeah, that was a, a great game, and I also was one of the like ten people that played Matrix Online. <laughs> oh, nice. oh, well, Wolfie, you were you on when the servers went down? No, I I played for the first like, uh, four months. No, no, you you played like something that to me is like it's internet lore at this point because the Matrix Online was, it was supposedly awesome. good yeah. and like it just didn't sell. Here's a funny. Here's a just to bring it all around. Uh, that's where I met uh, Rocky. Oh, nice! Really? Yeah, I met him uh, in there. We used to do. We were online DJs. He he actually ran a internet radio show. And in the Matrix Online, you could plug in. Uh, you could have a lot. Uh, had a media player built in, so you could plug in a URL where people could listen. So we'd actually hang out in. This is entirely dorky. I'm revealing a lot, <laughs> but no, no, I'm loving it. You could actually hang out in the clubs. Uh, we used to hang out at one called the Sphinx, I believe, if that's if if I'm correct. And we used to broadcast our you know our our music. We used to DJ right right from there. So. They even had DJ booths, so it looked like your car- your avatar was actually DJing, and then you could, uh, sp- you know, spam out your your link so people could tune in l- and listen to you DJ. So it was uh, very cool, and that's that's where I met Rocky and uh, and uh, and his awesome wife. He was the guy who was on the uh, the uh, Star Wars that's been on the Star Wars episodes, correct? Yep, that's right. Yep. Yeah, then, that guy seemed really cool. Yeah, he, he's awesome. I, so I've known him oh. since. 2004 or five and then after matrix online after we all kind of lost interest we we all went back and played star wars galaxies star wars galaxies is is another one of those like games that have slipped into the ether but seem like they're better in hindsight than they were yeah we had a blast in those games so that's what i hear that's kind of jealous that's really cool Agent Nicole, uh, I, wait, I know, wait, hold on, we never got oh, his oh, vote. Oh yeah, uh, oh, 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 I have to vote. Uh, uh, I of course have to vote for the major. Okay, I it's figured. only because because I feel like the major's cybernetic body would be enough to give her an edge over Neo, because as we all or 
you know, jacking into the Matrix is very similar to how uh, the androids of Ghost in the Shell dive into the net. Mm -hmm. I feel like the major post her fusion to become the gestalt being with uh, the puppet master, I feel like that's just an unfair fight versus Neo. A creature born in the sea of the internet and infinite knowledge versus I know Kung Fu. (laughs) (laughs) I need guns. Lots of guns. Lots of guns. I can dodge bullets. When you're ready, you won't have to. Um... (laughs) So I know we're. I, I'm just looking at the time, and we're. This is our our longest episode we've ever yeah, had. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. it's okay. Um, but I know, I know, Agent Nicole has been dying to tell everyone what next week's episode is going to be about, and that's all the time we have, folks. <laughs> <laughs> find <laughs> out, <laughs> find out <laughs> next week. Bye, bye Felicia. Bye. <laughs> so, Riku, you had asked about where the hat in the. Um, Avatar comes from. Well, next week's episode, we are going to talk about Agent Carter. Ooh. That's right. Agent Jimmy Carter, former (laughs) president of the United States. No, we're going... She was never an agent of anything. We are going to talk about Agent Margaret Peggy Elizabeth Carter. Because her birthday is coming up, and unfortunately, Marvel fucked everything over and killed her. So, we're going to talk about her and her... Spoiler alert, (laughs) Margaret Peggy, dead at the age of 109. How old was she? Like 600? No. She was like... I think she died at like 96. So, like, she's young enough to have known Captain America before he was Captain America and also all the Avengers. Yep. So next week, listen to me just like sploosh all over. I'm not even going to watch the show because I don't even have to because she's just going to talk the I'm whole time. I'm just going to talk about the evolution. I'm excited to hear Agent Nicole become me for an episode. <laughs> It'll be really exciting. I've already like pre-planned everything. I've already been watching everything. So everyone get ready. You're just going to hear a lot of me. I'm so excited. This is going to be the best. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> Great. All right. So once again, Riku, thank you for coming on the show. Yes, You're welcome. Thank you so much. Welcome, welcome to come back anytime. We will definitely have you back. Thank you very much. And yeah, I, th- I think it's that time where you all say your ending phrase. Now is the time on Sprockets when we dance. No, wait, that's not it. No. <laughs> the other we'll one. We'll see you next Thursday. <laughs> yeah, that, right. That's yeah. it. That's it. Bye. 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 <laughs>